Hi, Sami and Sumit here and welcome to our F1 podcast. Well, today we'll be discussing the 2021 Styrian Grand Prix. The Styrian Grand Prix this weekend wasn't as exciting as previous as previous races at the Red Bull Ring and it definitely wasn't as exciting as um the French Grand Prix in terms of the front runners, but in the midfield there were a lot of exciting battles. Yeah, so coming into Austria, we saw Red Bull win three races in a row, and Mercedes were looking to bounce back from their miseries of the three previous races. Yeah, in FP1, 2, and 3, Mercedes were showing some pretty strong pace, but they were always being edged out by Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And importantly for the Constructors' Championship battle, Perez was also there with with for the se- as the second driver to help Verstappen. Yeah, I keep liking how I keep, uh, I keep liking to emphasize how much Perez is doing for Red Bull now because he's doing a lot for the team and their journey to win the Constructors' Championship for the first time since two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, going into qualifying, then we saw. Daniel Ricciardo is one of the main like people to talk about in qualifying. In FP2, he showed some good pace. He finished second um, behind Max Verstappen. And in Q1, though, he barely managed to get out of Q... Actually, no, he didn't barely manage to get out of Q1. He actually went quickest in the first sector, personal best in the um, middle sector. Then he didn't get, gain a lot of time in the third sector, so he went like a position that would only be good enough for like, Q2. And then in Q2, though, he got eliminated, which was like the third time, third or fourth time this season that's happened. So yeah, that's going to be like not helpful for McLaren at all because if they want to stay ahead of Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship, then they have to have both drivers. Yeah, and it's really important for Ferrari and McLaren to have both drivers because this is not just for P three in the championship. This is for, this is for like they want to beat each other because they have a fierce rivalry. The McLaren Ferrari rivalry is one of the greatest constructors rivalries in F one history. Yeah, they're the two greatest teams in in F one. Yeah, the rivalry dates all the way back from James Hunt and Nicky Lauda to Ayrton Senna and Alan Prost and recently um, Schumacher and Hakkinen. And also um, Hamilton and Alonso versus Raikkonen in 2007 and then in 2008 um, Hamilton versus Massa. Yeah. So this time it's not for the Constructors' Championship, it's for P3 in the Championship. Yeah, and Ferrari already have things going. Carlos Sainz is settled in very nicely with the team and and he's doing he's um getting the best performance out of the car he's got. It's not like the results that he was getting at McLaren, but it's still some good results with Ferrari. It seems like the Ferrari car is really easy to get used to though. Like we saw back to 20 let's go back to 2010, Fernando Alonso won on his debut for Ferrari. Sebastian Vettel won in his second race. Charles Leclerc could have easily won his second race. He got pole, yeah. but unfortunately that engine failure. And then Carlos Sainz is right on the pace. He, he got a podium in Monaco. Seems like the Ferrari car is easy to settle into. Yeah. And McLaren, they have Lando Norris showing giving really good results, but they need Daniel Ricciardo to step up more. He's done really good in France, but... In all, in Styria, he didn't do that as good. 
Yeah, and we saw in um with the Ferrari's pace though in qualifying that they both got knocked out in Q two, but in the race they managed to show some really strong race pace, and they managed to get a doubles points finish for the team sixth and seventh I think. Yeah, they got really good points. So after qualifying, Verstappen got pole. Bottas got P2 in qualifying, but he got that grid pace penalty for spinning in the pit lane, so he was demoted three places. Yeah, which meant Hamilton would start second, Lando Norris started third, which was a very impressive qualifying session from him, and then Sergio Perez started fourth, and then Pierre Gasly. Obviously, nothing needs to be said about him because he's consistently outperforming the car that he's got. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, so going into the race now, as the lights went out, there was carnage even at the first time. So we saw Verstappen get his elbows out and defend from Hamilton going into t- um turn exiting turn one. Then we saw, um, uh, it was Lando Norris and Sergio Perez battling each other. Perez tried to send one down the inside, but Norris covered him off and kept um a hold of the P three spot. And then behind that, Gasly. Um, kind of forced Leclerc off wide and then Leclerc kind of carelessly joined the track back joined back onto the track yeah and then that, that was pretty careless from Leclerc because he didn't he didn't anticipate his front wing where it should be and he went into Gasly's rear left tyre which caused a puncture for Gasly and broken front wing for Leclerc yeah, and then so Gasly got that puncture and he was limping up the hill. There's a, it's a pretty long like elevation up towards turn three in that heavy braking zone. So then Le- Gasly just started falling back and then Leclerc couldn't make the apex properly because of his broken front wing. Then Gasly pushed um uh Gasly pushed Antonio Giovinazzi, so Giovinazzi spun round and then as Gasly was coming back onto the track he hit Nicholas Latifi, so it was just a it was just a massive disaster for a Pierre, and so the, because of the puncture, then the tire was just shredding pieces of the floor and then damaging the suspension, so he had to retire the car. But a man who didn't get he he got affected by the crash, but it didn't stop him. Charles Leclerc dropped to the back after that contact. He had to pit after lap one for repairs. But the, as we said, the Ferrari showed really good pace. And Leclerc fought his way all the way back from from the back to P7. And was able to score some really good points. And he said in his um, post-race interview, that was one of his best races. But also one um, really disappointing. Because he could have he had the potential to finish higher if it weren't for the contact. Yeah, he made some really good moves around like the two Aston Martins. And Kimi Raikkonen, yeah, he put on a good overtaking show. And another man, there were a lot of people affected by the um, lap one crash. Daniel Ricciardo got affected in a good way. He got put up all the way to P eight in a good like in a good points running position. Until then, he lost power and he started to fall down the field, and it was really hard for him to um find the race pace. Yeah, he was stuck in a DRS train and he couldn't get past because of all the turbulent air. And the turbulent air really affects the drivers in the DRS train. As we saw, when Charles Leclerc tried to get past Sebastian Vettel, we were on board with him and we just saw how much the car shook from all that dirty air. Yeah, and um, then... Yeah...
there was a lot of turbulent air. Turbulent air is really bad for the car too, yeah. But Leclerc though, um, he did manage to get past Vettel after putting a nice move down the inside. And Vettel locked up, so maybe he was facing lots of tire wear more than other drivers. The tire deck wasn't that bad on this circuit yeah. compared to France. France had really bad tire wear. But and then like Ricardo after he lost power he had like the potential race pace. The McLaren had the good race pace as we saw from Lando Norris, but uh, um yeah the DRS train just made it really hard for Ricardo to get past anyone, yeah. and George Russell was a driver who was running in the points after that lap one crash. He got promoted to P ten, no to ten starting on the grid, his tenth. P10 starting on the grid because of Yuki Sonoda's penalty. But then after the crash, he got put into, like, 7th or 7th, I think, or 8th, which means Ricardo was probably 7th. But then earlier before the race, um, Williams had to change something on the side of Russell's car. So um, apparently that, like, wasn't working that well on the car. So they had to bring him in for his pit stop. They changed. They, it was a normal scheduled pit stop because they had to change his tires. But then, it was a really slow pit stop. And then after the pit stop, they were a lap down. And Russell said there was no point running a lap down, behind. So they came in and retired the car. Yeah, it was such a shame for Russell. He had really good pace. Could have gotten his first points as a Williams driver. Three years he's been fighting for those points. He said. Yeah. And every time it's just been cruelly taken away from him. Yeah. It makes you it makes you think of Hulkenberg's podium curse, except with Russell it's points. Yeah. Now we can talk about the front runners. Max Verstappen, no explanation needed for him. He absolutely dominated this entire race. This was the first time um, Mercedes admitted in a statement that this was the first time that they've not had the fastest car in the turbo hybrid era. Yeah, and Perez was also there too, importantly, his consistency to be there for Red Bull, except they butchered his pit stop again, slow pit stop again for the second or third time, and that put Perez out of the podium places, he was able to be undercut by Bottas, and he had to fight his way back from 19 seconds to half a second at the checkered flag, unfortunately he wasn't able to get P3. Yeah, and... Um, Hamilton also said that in another statement, he stated that um, Mercedes don't have an answer for the lack of race pace compared to Red Bull. Yeah, Mercedes were doing really good in the first half of this season so far. Like, Hamilton got wins in Bahrain, Portimao, Spain. And speaking of Spain, that was also Bottas's last podium until Austria. So it was good for him to get back on the podium yeah. again. To get that confidence back. Yeah, especially since things have heated up between him and Mercedes. Yeah. So the finishing order was Max Verstappen won the Styrian Grand Prix to extend his championship lead. Uh, Hamilton got P2, Bottas P3, and Sergio Perez P4. And when Max Verstappen was slowing down at the checkered flag, he did a burnout on the line, which everyone thought was really cool, except Michael Massey. He um he said he said in a statement he wouldn't tolerate that again from Red Bull, because it was dangerous in a way. But then again, the he had a pretty good gap to the cars behind. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast, and we hope you join us next time as we take a look at the 2021 Austrian Grand Prix, the round three of the triple header. Thank you.